city. I don't believe it. Like video games in 3D. Welcome to Fireside. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats, and I'm your host, Benty, and with me is still just, you know, features. Hello, internets. <laughs> I feel like, hold on, I gotta give you a better better intro than that. I feel like that was like throwing shade without actually throwing shade, like, oh, I only got features. Let me, hold on, let me, let me run that back. Kind of, sort of. Hello, 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 welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Benty, and with me as always, my first side Mr. P. Features. Hello, internets. The Legend P. Features. Dude, you can't tap your chest <laughs> on an audio podcast and expect people to know what you're doing. I thought we learned this from the last issue. All right, fix this. Mr. Felix Hergood. And this is Felix Hergood of the Emergent Gamer <laughs> Podcast. And I want to let you all know, uh, I appreciate being on the show, Menti, from last time. And I'm not a mute. <laughs> I'm not actually a mute. I do speak. I it like was, talking comics. That last issue I didn't was... even tell you. Last time I never got to mention on the last show, I forgot to mention the shirt I'm wearing. Yeah, that's you guys have. Let me tell you a little story here. I'm wearing a shirt that is an official Jerry Conway, Black Lives, Lives Matter, um, Punisher logo. He got pissed that all the cops had misappropriated his Punisher logo and started wearing it and all the awful shit they're doing and decided to make his own logo, take it back. So nice. I, I, bought this, I bought this from Jerry uh, Conway. It's amazing. It is a dope-looking <laughs> shirt. Uh, yeah, last issue, Mr. Features and Mr. Felix Hergood were fighting to see who could talk the least. Hopefully on this one. <laughs> It'll be about who could talk the most and give me a break because I just went it, 46 it, it, minutes. <laughs> it was a secret mute pact that we had formed <laughs> prior to the show. <laughs> well, welcome to the I algorithm got, show. I got T-boned by like all your topics. Like I was like, <laughs> it was overwhelming me all at once. Sorry. I apologize. Now you I'm, know what our I'm listeners feel like. <laughs> I brought notes for, for this show. Oh, so. All right, we're prepared. So Felix is going to take this one away, and I'm going to take a nap. Uh, yeah, it's Friday, maybe Saturday, if we forgot again. But it's Friday, more than likely, because, uh, you know, algorithms. Uh, so that's where we don't talk about the what? The new news. Whoa, you got your, your super friend's voice on there. Meanwhile, on Earth 2. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, since uh, <laughs> since uh, Maurer and Baby Huey still aren't here, uh, again, come up with the best reason why in the comment section because that's a hysterical idea. Uh, the more ridiculous, the better, and make sure you tag them both in your posts because that's just too funny. Uh, we figured 
there's no better time than to have Mr. Hergood on the show to talk video games because Maurer refuses. <laughs> so does he? Uh, at, we, he outright refuses to talk about video games. Yeah, he's most part. Away, yeah, like he backs away from the mic if that's his topic we bring up. I don't know what it, it's weird because like he wanted to do a whole show about like learning to play video games with uh, with Mr. Lock and Key from the Emerging Gamer Podcast. And yeah, I remember that. He was yeah, uh, like he also did he also like he wanted to produce your show. Like when you guys yeah. were early on, he wanted to produce your show, but uh, yet he's very got- early on. Uh, w- w- he was working with buckets, our producer, to like oh, be buckets. one of the producers of the gaming podcast. But he just—he's uh, not a fan of video games, apparently. Uh, so yeah, that's the thing. So since we've got this time, we figure why not talk about that new Avengers game, which looks incredible, and a whole lot of new things have uh, come to light about that, especially with the beta being released and a lot of the new hype content to get people stoked to buy that game. Uh, things that aren't going to yeah. come out for quite a while, yet they're still releasing it now to get people pumped to buy it. Uh, and the other one we wanted yeah. to talk about is the Iron Man VR game, because that is a, it is, it's it's something spectacular that if you have a PlayStation VR, it is absolutely worth your time and your money. It is one of the best VR games I've ever played. So we're going to split the show between those two shows, uh, those, excuse me, those two uh, video game titles, uh, and give you our thoughts and, you know, what to expect from the Avengers game, as well as what to expect if you decide to get the Iron Man VR experience. Uh, so why don't we start with Iron Man? Because uh, that's going to be a lot faster, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk good. about we'll talk about Avengers. So All right, well, since you played the Iron Man VR game, let's get uh, me and Felix ask you a couple questions. I'm I'm very interested in in the gameplay and the story uh, of it. So I guess shoot me the premise of the game. What, what uh, what's the what's the kickoff of it? Without spoiling anything, uh, the the concept behind the game really goes into Tony's roots of being an arms dealer uh, to trying to turn over a new leaf. So that's that's the premise of the story is, is Tony giving up on the arms uh, aspect of Stark Industries. Uh, and all of a sudden, his battle drones start showing back up again, and they're under the control of Ghost. Uh, Ghost is not the original comic version of Ghost, but it is Ghost from the, uh, the AMCU. So it's the female ghost that we saw. Looks very similar to the ones we saw in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, who, okay. by the way, Ghost is, is originally an Iron Man villain. A ghost's whole thing was using technology to rob bigger companies, like a very Robin Hood-esque figure, uh, and would continually go up against Tony Stark. So it's, no, it's a normal villain for him, uh, but still the MCU version. Well, both of them are, would probably have interacted pretty heavily with S.H.I.E.L.D., right? You know, like, because he was involved with S.H.I.E.L.D., wasn't he, at that time? Or was that, like, a a different relationship in the comics? Uh, he's kind of always involved with S.H.I.E.L.D., because he's, he's on their but radar. I was saying, like, Ant-Man, like, Hen- uh, Hank-, Hank Pym and and him in the comics were pretty mixed in the sciences that were they were creating. So they would have gone up against each other, prob- probably Ghost and Ant-Man in the comics, or no? Well, Ant- but, but again, Ant-Man and Ghost aren't, weren't a normal pairing. Not they a normal a, pairing. No, they was, I mean, Ghost was traditionally an, an Iron Man villain. He was, he was also a very creepy-looking character. Like he, she's creepy, but she's like a creepy cool in the, uh, in the MCU. And like the, yeah. way that they, the way they animate her and, the, and, and her fighting prowess and the way her yeah. suit looks. I, I mean, she's very cool. He, and, he looks like a, I, I don't know, he's got an like, alien? looks like he's, Kinda like he looks like he he looks like if an like 
uh, what's a good way to put this? If like the uh, lost in space robot had scoliosis, you know what I mean? Like kind of hunched Ooh. over. <laughs> I guess, God, I'll put the, the image in the show post, but he, he's, he's a really cr- creepy looking dude. Uh, but that's the storyline somewhat. I don't want to go too much into spoilers just because it's not a very long game. Um, but it, it, it centers around Tony giving, getting a rid of the arms side of Stark Industries, and the arms side is actually run by a hologram version of Tony. So there is this other Tony that you talk to that's a companion to Friday. So Tony has the arms Tony, and then Friday, who are competing for your attention, and arms Tony's idea to beat everybody is warfare. Where, um, what's it called? Friday is like, okay, we really got to, like, get this guy out of here because he's he's a little crazy go ahead how many hours would you say the story is it's hard to say because the it's it's mostly story and that's it's one of my i think one of the few shortcomings of the game uh it plays a lot like the batman experience if you've ever done that vr where i never had a chance to the game opens up where where you're in um bruce wayne's mansion and there are teleport points where you can teleport to different areas of the room and interact with objects. And it's cool because, like, in the Batman one, you play the piano, uh, you hit the certain keys, and it brings you into the Batcave. But if you pick up the phone, you know, you can listen to your voicemails. Uh, there's a lot of, like, small things you can do. And you, you do this in, uh, you know, Tony Stark's house. So as you can walk around his house, you go to the garage, you can pull up the Iron Man suit, and you can upgrade it. So you could add new weapons to it and stuff. You can, so you pull out like digital upgrades out of a briefcase and put it on the certain areas of the suit that you want them to be on. Um, it's cool for the being in the world, but I always feel like the VR games that make you teleport, that force you to teleport, pulls you out of the game every time you do. Oh, every yeah. time you have to move because you got to look at a certain point and and, and like push a button to go there instead of just walking over to it immediately takes me out of the game. Uh, well, so over at all- the game, uh, well, I was gonna say over at the game podcast, a, a majority of the the games that 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 are being produced for VR are really conscious of space, and they and the, and so these experiences are doing things that normal video games never have done, where they pay attention to the details of you know, something on a desk so that your, your hands have something to do so you can move things and grab things. Um, and it's changing how you play a video game. Uh, they ha- it's changing how they have to develop it because they have to think of what can they pick up in the space. Um, but there's a, a kind of like a balancing act that they have to do uh, with these games where it can get too much of that or too less of that. Um, how do you think the Iron Man VR game fares in terms of how long you were in that that part of the experience? The story gets kind of boring. That's the problem. It's not that it's really? boring. It's just that it's it's different than when you watch a movie and you've got interesting camera angles. When you're just like a fly on the wall, you're just standing there and stuff's happening around you and you're just kind of looking left and right. You're just like, all right, how long is this conversation going on for? And how when, when can I start flying and shooting at stuff again? Because like that's a lot of fun. <laughs> but right now I'm just yeah. standing here. Like There was a point where Friday and the arms dealer version of Tony are just talking for a while and there's a mm. bowl of fruit in front of me. So I just start messing with a bowl of fruit and I found out that I could <laughs> eat it 
So if you put it up to your face, it'll start biting the apple. And I yeah. didn't even listen. I literally ate, I, I fake ate the entire bowl of fruit, just hoping that time would pass. And then throwing like apple cores around the room and then throwing the bowl around the room. Like, all right, let's get this on. Let's, let's move the along fidget, here. Yeah, the fidget habits that you have in real life start to translate into your <laughs> into the game. So, yes, that's what we, I do that regularly. If there's a bowl of fruit, I've stopped listening to you and I immediately I start to devour it. that bowl of fruit. <laughs> So I went to a painting I'm, I'm, gallery. I was covered in paint. Um, all right, go ahead. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad uh, Mr. Hergood mentioned how these VR games are changing the way uh, games are being played. Because uh, I also wanted to ask you about the gameplay itself, which I, you kind of touched on a little bit as far as, like, things that you can do. But, like, tell us, like, what's it like being in the Mark, I don't know, It's seven. amazing. Was it it's, the Mark IV? The the game itself I don't know what mark it is to be honest I don't I, it's amazing so the game starts dark and then all of a sudden the the uh, around your face all of the the normal suit animations that we're used to from the MCU right mm-hmm. like all the the you know the targeting systems and all that start to come into play and then you only His have UI these t- yes. He only has these the two little slits for the regular Iron Man mask. Like remember in the original Iron Man where you can only just see through the So if that's how you originally see and then it opens up to allow you to see like the full world. Um okay. but what's crazy about it is how fast you move. Like it my stomach turned and my knees got weak the first time I played because it tells you like you have to follow the prompts and it's like put your hands out in front of you and then pull the triggers. The moment you pull those triggers, you're like three stories in the air. Like, you go flying off the ground immediately, and it's all based around how you hold your hands to what direction you fly. So you have to hold your hands behind you to fly forward. If you want to go down quickly, hold your hands up. So you find yourself doing this weird, like, taekwondo kind of slow motion geisha kind of dance thing as you're, like, trying to fly around and and avoid not hitting walls (laughs) at, like, these supersonic speeds. (laughs) <laughs> so basically you did the Macarena at least 20 times while you a little played this bit. game. Hell a little of a bit. workout. Hell of a workout. <laughs> but then then things intensify when stuff starts shooting at you and then you got to shoot back at the same time you're flying in the air. So it's very intense. It doesn't seem like you're doing much when you watch somebody play the game, but in that headset it is so intense. The gameplay makes that still the fact that the story's boring. It's not that the story's boring. The story's kind of cool. It's just that it's so long-winded. It's just like get me back into the flying stuff because that was exhilarating. This whole me mm-hmm. eating a bowl of fruit is not exhilarating. So, uh <laughs> like for example, you ever play Jetpack Joyride, the um, the iOS game, yeah. or I guess it's the Android yes. game, whatever. Um, you know how that whole game plays where you got to shoot the ground to keep yourself in the air, then you got to shoot stuff and then shoot back at the ground to keep yourself back up? That's yes. a lot like how this plays. But what's cool is depending on how you hold your wrist. So if you if you put your hand out like you're telling, telling something to stop or like you're Neo trying to stop bullets, you can just shoot the regular repulsors out of your hands, like the normal Iron Man stuff we see. But if you angle your arm down, your wrist down, like your Spider-Man try in the, the um, Venom suit trying to shoot webs, you know, out of the top of his wrist. If you do that, all of a sudden rockets come out of your wrists. Uh, wow. And then you can like paint Look- multiple targets. You can punch things. Uh, they do the Iron Man land, you know, that superhero landing, superhero landing. Like, you can do that. Um, but it. We got to crouch for that? You- uh, no, it's just the, you hold a certain button down that's, that says you want to punch and it rockets your arms forward. So, like, rockets come out of the around your arm and then it pulls you forward. 
So you hold this oh, button wow. down, and when you swing, it pulls your whole body into it. And then you can do multiple combos where you're swinging around uh, like you're boxing, but you're like flying through the air at the same time. And then if you look at the ground, you can stamp the ground, which blows everything up in the area. Uh, but you're, it's wow. as you upgrade the speed and stuff, it is incredible that feeling it's exhilarating it really is one of the best vr experiences i've ever had my stomach turns almost every time i start playing that game like i gotta amp myself up for it a little bit because like you really get lost in like you look down and it's it's not like one of those vr games where you just see the hands like if you look down you see the suit of armor you see your shoulders you like you see the whole your whole arm is there and you can change the color of the costume you can put on some of the other variations wow. of, uh, of the iron man suit it's really 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 fun it is one of the best vr experiences of that and the walking dead vr game and skyrim and beat saber those four games really is worth the price of admission it's worth getting a psvr i, did, I didn't just even know walking dead i didn't even know walking dead came out with one. Oh my god the walking dead game is one of the craziest experiences the dude okay so I know this is a tangent, but yes, I was playing that bit. game and uh, multiple walkers were coming at me and I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to waste my, I had one gun with three bullets and I'm like, I don't want to waste the bullets. So I start looking on the ground for something to kill these walkers that are like stumbling at me. And I found a yeah. glass bottle and I found, uh, no, I found a screwdriver. I pick up the screwdriver off the ground and you, you hold it in your hand ready to go. And when the walker comes close, you can grab him by the head and then just ram the, the screwdriver into its head. But it ricocheted oh, wow. off the skull and broke. So now I've got three walkers, and I'm holding one, and I grab the other by the head, because you can't move. It's a VR game, so you can't move that easily. You know what I mean? Like walking around. So running away is not the easiest thing to do. So I take the two of them, and the third one's in the middle, and I just start hitting the one in the middle with the two other walkers until they all died. <laughs> so wow, I, I kill the walker with two walkers by just coconutting them in the middle. You know? <laughs> like, but that, just... But that- so that is another example of what I was referring to earlier, how they're taking an environment and thinking of it in a better, in a, in a different way so that it can be more interactive for you. Like they gave you that you wouldn't have had that in a normal video game, you know, because they built the detail of that individual set piece um, so that you could interact with more things. That's great. I know it sounds snobby, and I've had people make fun of me for saying this, but I, I'm not lying, and once you start playing them, you'll understand. VR games ruin regular video games. They, <laughs> they, re they absolutely do. Like, I have no interest. Like, like, the Spider-Man game is because of Spider-Man, which is why I play. This Avengers game coming out, it's going to be because of the Avengers. But regular video games, I, I'm not interested in buying them because I'd rather save my money for something that gives me an experience like beating walkers to death with other walkers. <laughs> like it, the 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 being in the world is a lot more terrifying. Like I had to like amp myself. Like I don't get scared of video games normally, but in the the Walking Dead game, I gotta like really amp myself up to go to certain areas because it's terrifying. Because you're there, it's it's a very different experience. Like I've had to like literally just take the headset off. Like okay, hold on, I gotta <laughs> I gotta just breathe for a second because it's so I, I can I can second that emotion only because I've I've played a VR game over Minty's once and uh, there's video footage of how terrible I was at it. Oh, you were hysterical. You 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 fell backwards on the couch. You love recording everybody. Yeah, you recorded Mr. Hergood here a couple times too. Oh, you you know who the funniest was. Jake. Well, there, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody knows who that is. Nobody I, knows who that is. Did, did you forget that we're recording a podcast? <laughs> is that what just happened? Nobody knows who that is. That's a buddy of ours. 
What's up, Jake? Hopefully you're listening. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's move over to uh, to the Avengers game. I have one on my my what's it called? My VR spiel for enough. But this Avengers game looks pretty stellar. So, Mr. Hergood, give me a give me a breakdown. Like, for those who are unaware, Square Enix partnership with Marvel is a pretty big deal. But for yeah. those who might not be aware of the video game world, what, why is Square Enix such a big deal? Why is this combination of these two companies a big deal? Well, the, the most important thing you need to realize about Square Enix, if you're not familiar with Square Enix as a company, is uh, and you don't play video games at all, is they are the developers and creators of the, the hugely, hugely popular uh, franchise Final Fantasy. And that, that has had... You know, since Nintendo, that that has had many different iterations, you know, sequels come out over the years, and it's hugely pos- uh, um, popular. And now Square Enix has partnered with Marvel to create a game that, you know, in, in the vein of all the great Final Fantasy games that they've made, um, that's going to try and give people the Marvel experience, very similar to what you... you you have with the Iron Man. I mean, not like as immersive, but like um, you're going to get to play as a bunch of these characters and it's fully rendered uh, 3D environments. Um, It's not a cartoon. It's not like playing like um, Marvel versus Capcom or, you know, like one of these, these mobile games where you get all the Marvel characters. This is, this is going to be pretty immersive and intense. And, they're going to be releasing characters over time. I mean, they're going to start with the the six first characters, and then over time, there's already already rumors that they're going to be bringing Spider Man down the pike, and like subsequent uh, Hawkeye was another rumor that's coming out, um, which is expected with the Avengers, but more more to come. You know, you've sold so first off be- already before before we get into this. I'm not going to have you throw shade at Marvel Future Fight like that. I'm going to have to ask you to apologize. <laughs> I threw to- shade. It's not like one of these mobile games where you like get all the characters. I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to not crap on this game that has owned my life for like four years now. Uh, I'm not. Uh, no, uh, honestly, Menti, you say that. I wasn't even thinking of Future Fight. I was thinking of the game I play on the Switch. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. U- Ultimate Alliance. Uh, yeah. Ultimate Alliance Three has a lot of characters, but it's still very cartoony. It's not. It doesn't have almost. Um, photo real you know getting into the un- uncanny valley a little bit but like it all it doesn't have almost photo real graphics which which is, this is this is great i mean i've been wanting this i mean we've got it with dc characters when you play injustice but like marvel characters haven't really had their time to shine this way so this is kind of cool so i have a question for you um is the gameplay for this this new avengers game going to be like ultimate alliance or is it going to be like a turn-based rpg it's it's definitely not going to be a turn-based RPG whatsoever. It's not going to be like Final Fantasy. I know by saying it's Square Enix, you're going to get this impression that it's going to be it's an action RPG. You're going to be mm. involved in the action. You're going to be fighting in the action. It's definitely not going to be turn-based whatsoever. Um, you, and you're also going to be able to play with an AI loadout, meaning um, you don't have to play with other people, but you could also load the other three members of the team with your friends. Uh, very similar to uh, Ultimate Alliance, the game that I play on the Nintendo Switch, um, which is incredibly exciting for me because I, <laughs> I took, I took a gamer test at one point recently, and I realized that um, the least thing I am is a so- social gamer. 
Like I prefer, you know, achieving. I prefer, you know, um, you know, finding the best thing, you know, best, best secret in the game. But I am not in my core somebody that wants to play with other people. So the idea that I can just load up my one hero and then have them auto load in or maybe I can even pick. Uh, I'm not really sure on the details on that yet, but if I could pick my team, which a lot of these games have a tendency to do that. Future Fight does it. You can pick your teams. Uh, Yeah. So that is something you're going to be able to do and they will, and very similar to Ultimate Alliance, they have unique abilities to pair it with each other. Yeah. So Uh, so if, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is the, the, the one thing that I'm reticent about with this style of game is that this, you know, and you mentioned it earlier with your, your future fight addiction, like this is going to be a grind game. This is not going to be just like a one story. You play it and then it's over like the Spider-Man game that came out for PS4. This is going to be a game where you're going to level grind. It's very similar to another game that's out there called destiny uh, that a lot of people play where you, you basically repeat missions uh, in different fashions you know, with different modifiers in order to grind for different gear types that can enhance your heroes and make them better so you can get the, the, the maximum experience uh, out, of, out of your heroes. Um, but it's really going to be cool. It's, it, you know, I just want to mention, Menti, that you bringing up uh, that I should come on and talk about this is kind of appropriate because this Friday, the first of the betas is launching. This Today? Friday. Today. No, yes, the, the the Friday that we're at right now, today, today, this Friday, the because <laughs> the algorithm show it's that very happens possible. on Fridays. It's very possible. <laughs> it's very possible that today it released. Um, but it, it depends because this is just for PlayStation players. The release today is just for PlayStation players. Next Friday, um, you're possibly going to get uh, Xbox and PC releasing. If you are trying to acquire the beta for this game and you bought it from a retailer like Best Buy, you're going to need to get a code, like a beta code, and that's, gonna, that's how you acquire your total. If you bought it from your PlayStation console or your Xbox console, um, the way that you're going to acquire the game is it's just gonna, the beta is just going to pop up uh, according to what they said on their Twitter. Um, so it's pretty exciting. Uh, I can't wait to play the, uh, the beta today because <laughs> I have a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. I actually might be, you know what? I'm probably going to pre-order just because that's an option. Um, but real quick. So first off, first off the Kamala Khan, let's, let's, let's take a sec, a sec to just mention the fact that Kamala Khan's in the game. So Miss Marvel is in this game, which is un- very unique. I mean, Miss Marvel's made her rounds. She's now been in all the animated shows. She's been in, uh, mm-hmm. she's had, she, she had her essentially her own show with Marvel rising. She was one of the main stars in that. Um, and she is a, she's a Marvel mainstay now. I mean, she's earned her spot. Yes. No, she was one of those characters from the all new, all different that, that really worked. And because of, it was it was more of an organic uh, coming out instead of something that was contrived and forced. So she's also she's also incredibly reflexive too. So she can act as like a narr- narrator that works with the characters, who's also a character because she is a pop fan of the stories behind the heroes as much as they are. Yeah, she represents um, so, the comic fans. Yeah. But the reason why we're bringing this up is her being in this game, I think, is, imp- is pretty important and pretty telling on Marvel's plans with this character. Because we know we, she has her own live action show coming. That was announced. Yeah. Um, but I think this definitely, definitely shows that she will be an MCU 
film-bound character. I don't think it's just going to be her show. I think she is going to make her way into a new Avengers team. She's going like she was. She was part. Uh, she was part of the Avengers. Quit. Formed the champions. Um, so she's already gotten to that point where she was an official member. I mean, and then burned her card. Which how awesome. Um, <laughs> like so the yeah and. The, so uh, the, going back to what we were saying on the prior show, especially with things like Kate Bishop, we were talking about passing the mantle. This is a character who she will not get a mantle passed to her, but she is going to be the representation of new Marvel. That's how I really feel this character is going to be portrayed. Just like how Captain Marvel is the new you know, Captain America, so to speak, of the MCU. She is going to be the next. They're just going to slowly build up to that. Quick sidebar about uh, Miss Marvel. She looks up to Captain Marvel, but is actually wildly more popular than the person she looks up to. And that's exactly what the person she looks up to wants to be. I would have said yes to that until her movie came out. Right. Um, I, I, I was going to uh, point out an important distinction. Uh, Square Enix is doing their own like Marvel Universe for this. This isn't directly going to be tied to the MCU or try to reflect that storyline whatsoever. Um, this game is going to have its own world, its own universe, probably. Marvel, unlike DC, when they DC does Elseworld stories, like they kind of live in their own little bubble. Marvel will always pull characters from anything. Like the Spider-Man pop, the popularity of the PS4 Spider-Man game put him in uh, Spider-Geddon. Remember when they did the 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 sequel to Spider-Verse? The the PS4 Spider-Man was there, right? They even had yeah. they even brought Spider-Cop. Spider-Cop was an actual thing. That was a joke in that game, and then they made him real. So, you're as although you're right, I guarantee you, if this game sells well, which I'm sure it's going to, you're going to see a line of comics, and you might see a crossover. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, speaking of Spider-Man, though, for sure. Speaking because that's pretty huge. They just announced this this week that the uh, Spider-Man will be a playable character, but it's not going to be until down the line. But Sony being Sony. And I like it. I like the spitefulness of Sony at this point. This is a yep. Sony-only character. So if you yeah. are not playing on the PlayStation, you do not get to play with Spider-Man. But he will be given specific missions and tasks that are unique to the powers of Spider-Man. So he's going to essentially get his own expansion later on down the line that form-fits the game around Spider-Man. And I, I don't understand why Xbox players and PC players are shocked that like the writing that I'm reading online in forums is like people are completely shocked that they did this. And I'm like, Sony owns that character. Like they can do whatever they want with it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, uh, this, this isn't any different from when, you know, Sony brings out a new console and an Xbox has a new console and they're fighting for rights to certain like newer game titles that are coming out. It's, it's not no different than that. It just so happens that this time around, Sony actually owns the rights to a specific character, regardless of the game being a cross, you know, cross-platform game. No, Sony PlayStation definitely pushes for exclusivity. They like to have an exclusive niche that people n need to come to. They've done it with multiple games. They're doing it with this. Uh, Mr. Menti? I think this is, even, this is beyond sony playstation this is because and look i i might be ignorant to this topic because i don't know about the full franchise weight of sony pictures and what sony has but yeah they don't make nearly the kind of money that they do now that spider-man's successful in the movies as well as that ps4 game their biggest the, their connection with marvel venom 
and um, what's it called? The Spider-Man PlayStation game are some of the the biggest franchise money makers that Sony has right now. And if you think that Sony is going to allow anyone to play with that toy without their okay, you are out of your mind. They are going to do right. whatever. Like if, if if they didn't sell to Disney already, what do you think they're going to put that on Microsoft? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, 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 yeah. It's their. It's like that would be like the AM, that would be like AMC letting Walking Dead be on HBO. Right, ah. right, 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 right. Like it's never going to happen. That's it's their thing. It's the only thing that makes the money. They're not letting it go. Yeah, and I guarantee, I guarantee, guarantee you, Square Enix went through a lot of negotiation to to pull that string. I mean, they had to. Um. Uh, another point, important note, uh, it just references back to Kamala Khan. Um, in the beta, you're going to get a chance to play. Uh, so each of the characters are going to have individual, uh, individual hero story that you can play or arc or whatever. I don't know how long it's going to be, but you're going to get to play some of Kamala Khan's and Hulk's in the beta. So you're going to get to go through. And the coolest thing that I heard about the Kamala Khan Hawk thing is they're going to demonstrate basically in that in the beta smashable interiors. Mm. I can't wait for smashable interiors, um, which is going to end. And uh, it's going to end with a, a huge showdown with Abomination. Um, That's awesome. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That wow. is awesome. Here's the, if you have a Hulk in a video game and things aren't smashable, you've made a mistake. You've made no, a huge it's... error in judgment. That would be like having Spider-Man in a game with no webs. It's you, you can't you can't do it. Hawkeye with no arrows, like that's a dumb move. <laughs> Smashable interiors done. was a quote from the video put out by Square Enix about what's coming in the beta. So I was very excited to hear that. <laughs> and look, n- nobody else probably cares about this but me. But can we just talk about for a second how great that Hawkeye trailer was? Did you watch yeah. the actual trailer for Hawkeye? Like nobody cares about Hawkeye, but like I love Hawkeye, so. I was really upset when Hawkeye wasn't. Like, I'm like, are you kidding me? One of the original six isn't in this? This is ridiculous. And then I'm like, nah. you know, I come, I come to my senses because, like, nobody cares about Hawkeye at all. <laughs> I'm alone in that. And the other thing, Mr. Menny, the other thing that's really important about all the characters that are coming out is that they said future characters will be released for free. Mm. So ho- hopefully that changes the precedent set by... Ed Boon and the um, and the uh, Injustice games, where he charges every time a new character comes to Injustice. <laughs> you want to know why I stopped playing video games? That nonsense right there. I used to love yeah, playing right video there. games, and now it's like pulling teeth. To, like I'm like, I mean, Feats tried to get me to download uh, Mortal Kombat for like months. I only bought it when it went on sale, and I'm still I only played it like twice. But it's so frustrating when new characters get released and they're like, you want to shell out another $20 for an $80 game that you already bought? No. God. Like, just release the, this. You, you take all the fun out of the game when you make me, when you, you, you take out the replayability. Like, there's no reason to play the game again. None. <laughs> None. Spe- actually, actually, speaking you know of. Oh, go Mortal, ahead, Mr. Features. Mortal Kombat actually did drop another uh, piece to the story, which I have yet to download, but Aftermath from MK11. Oh, I played I it. I kind of want to. You played it? I played the whole thing. It's just as good as the original story. Ooh. It's, it's outstanding. Yes. See, this is where I'm going to differ. I thought that original story was garbage. 
What? Oh, I Ouch. did not like that at all. That the, the Empress loved of it. Time, whatever the hell she was. I loved Chronica. Chronica. Yes. Nope. 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 Gotta stay composed. I loved Liu Kang mixed with Raiden. Really cool. That was the best yeah, part was of awesome. that. But Chronica, it gets to a point where it's just like you you are trying so hard to expand your universe that you're crapping on what you actually had. Like Mortal Kombat, it did of- not feel like a Mortal Kombat game at all when we started going in her story. Well, but but I- but she was necessary for one thing that they wanted to do and it really depends on whether you played this game, whether this is, has relevance to you. They All they wanted to do was dump the Mortal Kombat 3 timeline into the modern Mortal Kombat 11 timeline. And they needed a time character to do that, and that's what they got. Um, but the coolest dialogue came from uh, young Johnny Cage flirting with, uh, uh, not flirting, but like being like sassy with his own daughter. <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. super... <laughs> That was super, yeah, because it never got to that weird point, there, but, but it was funny. They're great. They're, there are absolutely great parts, and I don't want to stick on this because this is a, we're yeah, obviously off way topic. off topic yeah. on a comic podcast. We're talking Mortal Kombat here, but uh, <laughs> there's, Kombat a, there's a lot of great, yes, it does, but nobody cares. Uh, there's a lot of great stories. You don't care about the Mortal Kombat comic. Who's the last time you picked up a Mortal Kombat comic? 90s? No. When? Really? It was probably like a year or two ago when I could find them. I'm going to call bull on this. Unless you show me that comic, I do not believe you. <laughs> I have to search. Mr. Menti, did you want me to quickly, just for the, the listeners' uh, sake, did you want me to go over? I don't want to get too detailed on this because game like information might seem overwhelming. Do you want me to talk about some of the game modes that are going to be offered in the game? Or yes, no? Yes, but I do want to finish my one point about finish your how thought. that story is uh, that story's garbage. Uh because <laughs> oh ver- very similar to Marvel vs. Capcom, the the urgency to create a compelling narrative that stretches across all these games, whether they make sense or not, to me ruins the original point of the game. It becomes it no longer becomes Mortal Kombat. It no longer is the tournament. It is this own entity that should just have a different name at this point. It should just be called, you know, you know, time bitches. I don't know what you want to call, it, but something, <laughs> something bad, uh, because it re- it doesn't it does it didn't feel like a Mortal Kombat game. Besides, I was looking at Johnny Cage. Like you, you wanted to make the story so badly that you made it worse by doing so. You could have just you you could have just remade that story in a modern time. Well, they did, but you would have had to have started playing from Mortal Kombat 9, I want to say. They just needed a way to make old characters and young characters fit together. Like, how do you make Cassie Cage fit with a young Johnny Cage? They had to come up with a story. It's this, like, did you, did you play Marvel vs. Capcom, the newest one? Infinity or whatever that one was? I did. The most I recent? I that one. Where they actually try and make a story about why the Capcom characters are mar- merging with the Marvel characters? Ugh! My God, I wanted to pull my fingernails out. It was so bad. It just, just, just to pass out from the pain. Well, it was it's it, terrible. Now you're just making the argument that, you know, that why take games that traditionally never had real stories at all and add stories to them? There's a, there's a huge amount of people out there who are generally frustrated with the fact that every single game has to tack on a story. I mean, do you know Tetris tacked on a story at one point? They made a, a Tetris game that had a story. See what I'm saying? I'm okay with why, story, but I'm. Why can't games when, just when be you, games, right? 
when you just start fitting things in to tell a story, like if you can make a story out of it, awesome, go for it. But if you if you get so far off basis that it no longer feels like the franchise that I bought in the first place, then really you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're Cheddar Bob. First off, <laughs> did, I, did I throw you off with an eight mile reference? <laughs> All right. Well, while features gets gathers his composure, Felix, what did you want to say? Why, why don't? Well, I was just going to talk about some of the game modes that are going to be featured in the Avengers game to get us back on topic. Sound good? Sure. Um, so, and I don't know if this is present in comics uh, extant at all. You know, I I'm I'm aware that the X Men have the Danger Room. But they're doing something called harm rooms, and harm stands for holographic augmented reality machine. That's what it's going to be called. It's going to be called a harm room. Um, Definitely that's just, a danger room. Yeah, that's just a danger room ripoff. <laughs> right. But it's it's basically a way of uh, practicing with your characters to learn how to use them, to level them up, um, and you're going to be able to train them basically in there. There'll be waves of enemies, so it'll be fights, wa- you know, waves or whatever that you fight. Um, and then they're going to have war zones, and war zones are going to be semi-story based. Um, you'll be able to play with AI companions or, fe- or or friends of yours, you know, choosing your heroes or whatever. And then there's going to be an assortment of different enemies, and then they're going to have what are called points of interest within war zones, which are going to be like small environmental puzzles that give you uh, game rewards, you know, like gear, resources, and even uh, I saw in their video that you're going to have collectible comics. So, like, the collector's item in the game is actually collecting probably comics based on real um, books. That's that's what maybe I... It's like, maybe it's like Future Fight. Future Fight, you collect comic cards to make your, all your characters stronger. Maybe yeah. they do something like that. Here's no, something I funny, mean, real quick. The map of how this game <laughs> just, functions is going to be... Hold up, hold up. Yeah, go ahead. Hold up, hold up. I just Googled... It's comics, so you know you, you can't say things definitively because you're gonna you're gonna look stupid if you do. Because a lot of times things you'll go like that's not true, and then you look up and it actually is. So like when you look at uh, Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol, all those characters are real. Like every character they've mentioned in that show are all real. The most ridiculous, crazy characters you can think of actually came from a comic at some point. So I, I very very rarely do I want to say definitively something doesn't exist. So I just Google Harm Room Marvel just to see what happens. What do you think yeah. the first post that popped up is? Uh, a real book that has a harm room. No, the the Danger Room Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't exist. <laughs> um, nope, seems like harm room is just for this game. So War Zones will take a, a group of players uh, anywhere from 10 minutes to two hours to play. So there's going to be a lot of content there. And there's going to be, mul- when the game finally comes out in full, there's going to be a lots of War Zones that you can jump into because it's going to be a, a pretty big hub map that you're going to be able to play into. And then there's these mini things that you can do called drop zones that take that are real quick and are strictly for leveling your heroes um, where you just have to a quick straight fire objective that you have to do, like beat an enemy or beat a boss or something along those lines. Um, so that's that's the basic structure of the game besides doing all of the hero story content. Um, whereas there's going to be a main story, I think, and then there's going to be individual hero missions that you're going to get to play. Um, from what they're saying, the, the game's going to have somewhere between uh, 8 to 15 hours of solid gameplay um, uh, that's story-based when it finally comes out, and then all the replay value of getting gear and leveling your characters and doing all that. Uh, and, and you're going to get to play four hours of that when the beta comes out. So you're going to get four hours of this content. Uh, to rock, which is pretty cool. 
So I might pre-order that. Yeah, they're giving I'm you gonna. access to one page of the skills that you can unlock, and there's going to be three total pages of skills for each character that you can unlock. Jeez. Yeah, so it's... Okay. Oh, and they're, each character's going to have... And this is really exciting, because they're letting you play one of them. Uh, each character's going to have an ultimate. And, uh, and yeah, and you get uh, to... Wait, they're going to the, have a tier three skill? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I knew he was going to say uh, yeah, that. Yeah. And all for that for anyone unaware, these are future fight jokes. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. And uh, the one you're going to play in the beta is Hulkbuster. So Ooh. that's Iron Man's ultimate. You can turn into Veronica and kick some butt. So I I feel like our future fight chat might turn into an Avengers chat, or we just might have a whole a whole another chat. For no, it. I mean I'm, unfortunately I've put way too much time and effort into future fight to ever stop playing that game. They right. they got me uh, just because of time. <laughs> that's true. Um, but but I I like what features was saying there because i have very strong feeling that this game is gonna in terms of its structure or map of its design it's gonna feel a lot like a future fight game only three-dimensional you know what i mean all right I so mean, if, if we all decide to play together but what did you we say? all decide to play together if we all decide to play together yeah and i pick spider-man features pick spider-man and you pick spider-man what happens well, the way the way that happens, well, okay, the way that works, I can only base it on how other games work. Uh, when you go in and try and do that in um, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, uh, if one person picks one character, the other one can't pick that character. So, dibs on Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Unless I'm Hawkeye. He's totally not going to be out for a while. But here's the dibs. cool thing about being Hawkeye. Nobody's going to call dibs on Hawkeye. I'll always have that Dibs option. on Peter Parker, Spider-Man. I, th- I hope their plan... Because there's a chance it might be Miles. I do hope their no, plan they're... is to bring in a, a boatload of characters. I hope that over time they, they start introducing more and more and more. I think that would be really cool. I'm excited. All right, gents. It's been good. It's been fun. But we got to wrap this up. So I appreciate everyone listening to our tangents. So I hope if this, uh, if you get the VR games, let me know how you like them. Uh, the, the, the spy, there's a Spider-Man VR game. It's, it's just kind of a demo, but they're the three comic ones, Walking Dead, Iron Man, and Batman worth your time. Um, and then if you end up with, uh, Avengers, let us know what your, your, is, is it gamer tags still on PlayStation or is that just a, I don't know what I'm talking about with video the, games. Is it the same on both? They call them gamer yeah. tags. Yeah across the board that's not mm-hmm. like a playstation versus an xbox thing all right so no. just put you put you if you're gonna get this game put your uh your gamer tag in the comments and we could all start playing together because i know everybody wants to make like a fireside viewing party and we were talking about like before covid we were talking about like everyone getting together since that's not gonna happen i have a feeling we're all gonna buy this game so go ahead and use your gamer tags and we'll we'll start a little little Felix Hergood will after the game comes <laughs> back after menti after the game comes back i'm willing to come back and give you more of a report on it you know i mean you and i will be playing it then so we might as well you know all right you can find the show welcome to fireside well you got something to say feach you're gonna write you're gonna you can take us out um minty do that thing Oh, okay. You can find the show at Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's Welcome to Fireside, your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. Uh, if you like the show, comment, like, rate, subscribe. It all goes a long way, and we truly appreciate the support we've already been given. Thank you so much for everyone in the Firesiders group. I, uh, I appreciate that I'm forgiven for my spoiler-heavy issue not too long ago. Again, my bad. 
Steve Mom, my bad. <laughs> they can't stay mad at you, Minty. Oh, it's too adorable. Once again, I'm Minty. And I'm Features. And this is Felix Sergood of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. You can find us on Spotify or Apple Podcast, and we're also on YouTube if you want to watch our shows. Cool beans. All right. Get that game. We'll see you on. Uh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Uh, P underscore features 83 on PlayStation Network. <laughs> For sure. Is that the right one? Did I say it? Did I yes. remember it? Features that is used correct. to Features social media that he would give out. The only one he would give out was his PlayStation name. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.